0: Hi and welcome. You are listening to the Stories from a Quest to Live Happier podcast and I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. I'm a licensed professional counselor and in this podcast I share my stories and lessons I've learned and I keep learning on my quest to live happier. The show notes can be found at live-happier.com podcast and this is episode 32 called Addicted to Busy. Hello there, everyone. I am so sorry I have been so lax in recording these podcasts. I had a commitment to do it every week. And the spring, it has just gotten to be every 10 days to every 14 days and just been really spread out. And I really apologize for doing that. But I am back with a vengeance and I have just brainstormed a number of new topics that I want to talk about. So we're going to get it kicked off with a bang with one of my favorite topics, which is addicted to busy. And the reason this is one of my favorite topics is because I am in recovery on my addiction to busy. (laughs) One might debate if I'm really in recovery or if I'm simply just trying all the time. But it is something that I work very hard with is my addiction to busy. So one of my favorite quotes is, if you want to be happy, then just be. And You know, I love that quote and I believe it to the core of my being that that is truth, that that, you know, if you really want to be happy, then just be present, be in the moment, be where you are and things will show up and appear and, you know, we can embrace the happiness that is right now. And I know that sometimes just being is really the last thing that I want to do. You know, I think a couple podcasts ago, I talked about meditation is not for everyone and confess that I am not a big meditator. And, um, and that is because, you know, that actual just being still for long periods of time is just the last thing I want to do. So I confess, I'm a busyness addict. I know that when I get stressed, overwhelmed or tired, I move quickly into run, run, run mode and run, run, run excuse me, run, run, run mode means you don't have to think, feel, engage, or be. You're just running from thing to thing to thing to thing. You run to the next item on your to-do list. You run to the next event. You run to the next thing. It doesn't really matter what it is you're running towards as long as you are running. And I know so many people that suffer from this affliction of running, 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 busy, busy, busy. I got so much to do. I'm busy, busy, busy. And You know, it's become an epidemic in our society that we kind of wear this as a badge of honor, this busy. And so I confess I'm a busyness addict in recovery, meaning I'm aware that I have this problem. And I really try to put rituals into place to catch myself, and that's why you know on these podcasts, I always have the weekly ritual challenge because I believe those rituals are a way that we can get out of the busy. We can catch ourselves, and if we have this tendency to be pulled into busy, um we can build in the r- rituals that kind of stop that, put a stop in place there. So when I've fallen off the the recovery wagon and into the temptation of busyness, those weekly rituals really pull me back into presence. So here are some signs that you might be a busyness addict. One, your emotional reaction to life is not really congruent with the events of your life. So for example, you're going through something painful, sad, or even joyous and happy, yet your affect is pretty much flatlined. You aren't really feeling anything. That's the beauty of busy in some ways, beauty being a tongue-in-cheek term because it keeps you flatlined. You don't have to feel anything. Number two, you become obsessed with checking things off the to-do list. You're often telling yourself, you know, once I get everything done, then I can relax. You know, once I finish this project or once I get the lawn mode or once I do all this, then I'll feel better and I can relax. And here's the shocking fact, you won't ever get everything off the to-do list, That is a number that has become my number one sign when I start telling myself once I finish this I'll feel better once I you know get the lawn mode or once I finish this podcast or once I write that blog or once I finish up with all my clients for the week then I can relax and then I'll feel better usually that is not the case because there is always something else to be done always something else to be there. The third sign you might be a busyness addict is you are always multitasking. If you're watching TV, you're on the computer. If you're talking on the phone, you're making dinner. You can't stand to do one thing at a time and just engage with that activity. So you're constantly trying to get more than one thing done. And I, you know, I do a a lot of speaking on this topic of stress management and, and how to deal with busyness. And one of my tips is to avoid multitasking. And the groans from the audience that come up from that one, because we are so addicted to multitasking. And it is one way that keeps our brains in permanent busy status all the time. And then, The last one is you're obsessed with checking your phone, email, Facebook, whatever, you constantly have to be checking in with the outside world. And I know for me, this is another big one that when I have to, you know, just be constantly tuned into what's happening in the outside world, it usually means there's something on the inside I don't want to be dealing with and my busyness has kind of taken over. Because the number one thing that all of those traits have in common, all of those signs that you have an issue with busyness, is they pull us away from ourselves. They pull us into the busy. And when we're in busy mode, we don't have to feel anything, which sadly is the goal. You know, that's what we're kind of going for. The the busy, busy, busy is a numbing effect on what's really happening in our life. And the price that we pay for not feeling is that we can't engage with our life. We can't really show up, be present, be grateful, be intentional, be engaged in life. Basically, we can't live happier because we're always chasing something and we're never succeeding. It's like the laser light that I use to entertain my cat. And she chases and chases and chases and never actually catches anything. You know, that's what we're doing to our own selves. It's a lesson in futility, you know, and we're never getting anywhere. So what can you do To get on the recovery wagon of busyness? Well, the first one is recognize your busyness signs. What activities do you engage in when you get overwhelmed? You know, those four that I just suggested there are all my personal busyness activities and ones I've seen in my clients, but you may have other ones that you do that showcase your, you know, the need to be busy, busy, busy. That's the first tip. Second tip is put in some natural checkpoints in throughout the day. These are those weekly ritual challenges: Three deep breaths at a stoplight, five minutes of downtime in the morning, body scans throughout the day. And as a heads up, when you are in busyness mode, The last thing, the absolute last thing you will want to do is stop busyness mode. So, I have found it best to add the rituals throughout the day that force me to stop. They force me to stop because if I don't voluntarily want to stop, because the busyness feels really good, (laughs) because it keeps you out of your head. The third tip ask friends and family to help you stay accountable. Ask them to share when they feel you have entered busyness mode. It's a tough one, but it's helpful. The fourth tip I would have is once you recognize you're in busyness mode and you've, you know, you've maybe the natural checkpoint pointed it out or maybe you just realized it yourself, take a second to just write down everything that's running through your brain and, and if you can to really get specific on what it is you're feeling in the moment. So if you can just start writing down, sometimes for me it's helpful and I'll just be like I'm angry about and I just let it go or I'm sad about and I just let it go or I'm joyful about and I write it out. I may not in the moment realize that I'm angry. That's why I give myself the prompt of I'm angry about. And having those feeling prompts allows me, who isn't a big feeling awareness person, (laughs) that has really stretched me to kind of be like, oh, this is what I'm angry about, or this is what's going on. This is why I'm stuck in busy, because I'm really pissed off at my husband. And so, and I'm not being aware of it. And rather than dealing with that anger, I'm going to stay in busy mode. So the tip of once you recognize you're in busyness mode, start writing down, give yourself some prompts of I am angry about and then let it rip. I am sad about let it rip and give yourself those feeling prompts so that you can start building awareness of the feelings because 99% of the time the reason we're stuck in busyness mode is because we don't want to feel something. And then the last tip I have is remember, this and everything I talk about is a process. I have come very far in my recovery and I still fall off that wagon. But each time the fall is shorter and shorter and my recovery period is longer and longer. I know as someone who is in recovery, life is so much better when I'm not in that addiction. I'm happier, I'm more engaged, I'm more peaceful, and I'm more present. And life is technicolor and bright. It's just so different. So what about you? I want to hear from you. Can you relate to the busyness addiction? What are some of your signs? And what have you found that helps? please email me nancyjane at live-happier.com or send me a tweet at nancyjane and I would love to hear from you about your own busyness issues. Okay, now it's time for the show called the Weekly Ritual Challenge and this fits in really well with the addiction to busyness. One thing that has really helped me live happier is adding regular ritual practices to my daily life. So each week, I'm gonna be sharing a ritual with you and challenging you to complete it. Today, we're going back to an oldie but a goodie. I talked about it in in the podcast to take three deep breaths at the stoplight. This one is so easy to implement and really is one of those ones that adds the stopgap and I even had for a long time I had a sticky note in my car that said three deep breaths so I would remember at the stoplight to do that now I just do it kind of naturally because I've been doing it for so many years but putting that sticky note there is a great way to remind yourself to take three deep breaths <laughs> Okay, that's the show. Thanks for listening. The Stories from a Quest to Live Happier podcast comes out every week. If you have questions, please email me at nancyjane at live happier.com or send me a tweet at nancyjane. And until next time, here's to Living Happier.